From the backstretch at Saratoga, this is Loose on the Lead with Steve Bick and Seth Merrill. Loose on the Lead is sponsored by... Good morning and welcome to Loose on the Lead on this last Sunday of the Saratoga Meet. Man, it, it went fast. Sunday, September 5th. Seems like opening day was just a couple of days ago, but that's always the way the Saratoga Meet goes. Beautiful Sunday up here if you're planning to come to the track. Uh, a little overcast at the moment, but temperature is a beautiful super. Sunday. Yeah. Beautiful? You don't think this is beautiful? It, it, yesterday was beautiful. Par partner uh, Steve Bick bringing it. What? Uh, What's the difference between today and yesterday? I mean, it was sunnier yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, the sunshine, right. I don't know if that's sunshine triggers the beautiful the meter. All right. Okay? okay. I, it it, it right. opens up. It's a beautiful day in Saratoga. It's overcast. Oh, okay. Let, let, let's put, I don't know if You know what? Are, See, and I, this is why Willard I, Scott, Willard, the, the late know, Willard Scott, will say goodbye. And, in fact, it's funny this comes up. That could have been your career path, you know. You could have been you could have been America's favorite weatherman. It wouldn't tell, have taken much. I tell people, uh, you know, that when you meet somebody and somebody says, "Oh, he's on TV," they're like, "Wow, you're on TV?" And I say, "Yeah, but it's a level of celebrity like three rungs below the local weatherman." Well, but then look at look at look at what happened to Willard Scott. Yeah. I mean, he went he went from local weatherman and and uh, you know and regional. Al Roker, Al Roker's a kind of the poor man's Willard Scott, and you know it's funny. Some it, it, it's funny you bring up Al Roker, you know who's gotten trim and and looks good, but he's one of those guys that look better a little, you know, a little a little rounder. Yeah, I, I, it's just a wheat, right? Well, and, and uh, who's the oh John Goodman? Has he gotten thin? Yes. Really? Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen him. He must have gotten very thin. Yeah, we'll have I, to yeah, maybe pull up a picture uh, during the break because he is, he is, he's another one of those that I think, yeah, too fin much. Finishing strong on the tie front uh, as well. That, I, that's, went for, I went for something a little, uh, I was trying to. Nice. <laughs> Where'd you get that tie? I pulled it out of the bag. Sacco ties. Yeah, Anthony yesterday was saying the boxo ties. It's not boxo ties. <laughs> It's Sacco ties, which just has a better Sacco ties. I, I think uh, I'd have to go look at the back seat. <laughs> exactly. But I think every tie I wore this summer came out of the sack. Well, that that is such a compliment. I, I can't tell you, Seth, how touched I am that every tie you wore, specifically that gray one with the blue stripes, that one, that... That one is the Louis Saez. Oh no! Of ties. I I did wear one of my own ties because I wore my Syracuse tie in. a couple of years ago. Oh, they I were in the tournament. Syracuse. I gave you no because oh, okay. I bought that. Uh, they were in the playoffs on in Florida. I bought it to wear on uh, Gulfstream when we were down uh, there. Oh uh, yeah, no, that was so. Wait, I did wear wait, at least one did of my. You buy own. that from a fan out of his trunk. <laughs> no, I bought it a legitimate. Like that scene in Diner. Come here. What size are you? <laughs> I got a nice. I got a nice shirt. It's for a you. great, great movie. If folks haven't seen that, look. I got to rewatch that. Uh, well, we're off to a flying start. Yeah, not talk horses at all. But I, uh, I do want to talk because we were talking uh, a little bit yesterday as well, and I said we, we would tee it up uh, as I ended the other show. Talk a little bit about last week. Uh, ah. NHC, uh, young guy, young guy, youngest guy won the tournament. And he did. A kid uh, by the name of Justin Mustari, if you didn't hear him on Wednesday with me, we had a terrific hour-long conversation. A 26-year-old actually works with his father, who's a prominent contest player himself, Frank Mustari. And uh, they, they do insulation. They, they, they insulate the homes in the Chicagoland uh, area and businesses. And uh, this was his fourth year in the NHC. And each year, he, you know, he's, he's, had, uh, he's had some kind of building success but he was literally from the bell to the whistle he absolutely was involved and uh, went into sunday uh, as the leader then went oh for six actually once we got to the final table which is seven mandatory races that everybody plays the top 10 players it starts with about 500 and this year 
560. It boils down after two days to 56. Those 56 then distill to 10, the final table, and kind of stealing the uh, concept from poker. So in that final table, he had gone 0 for 6 and gets to the last race, which was the 10th at Del Mar, or no, I take that back, the 8th at Del Mar last Sunday. Son of a gun. Instead of just taking a, a pick that might have been, you know, middle of the road that might have, you know, at that point, I think he had moved to fifth or sixth. Instead of taking a middle of the road horse, he took a home run horse that wins at 19 to one. And, you know, a lot of people that like to criticize the contest concepts say, oh, well, sure, they're bomb throwers. They just stab. It wasn't just a stab. Ray Arsenault, who won four years ago, Ray wandered by our broadcast station, and I said, Ray, what do you do here? And he said, the five, Carla Gaines' strong off layoffs, 20 to one, that's my play. And it would be my play whether I was leading or whether I was trying to you know, win. So, and not only that, Scotty McKeever with his equine edge product, that was his long shot in his system. So this was a horse that was not completely just, you know, I, oh, I'm just going to use a 20 to one shot because there's nothing else. Uh, it, and, and you have to be in position. You have to get to that point to even have a chance to win. So he wins seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Uh, it was, you know, the, the, the situation obviously this year with the contest. There he is, Justin Mustari. He's going to be a very good uh, champ, although he has the shortest reign of any champ. Oh, that, that's because I we come back. Right, yeah. we come right back in January next year. We come back uh, for the 2021 NHC, uh, but still plenty of time to get qualified. It, it was really great fun. Things are a little subdued in Vegas. There's no doubt, although restaurants were busy and, you know, it, it was brisk, but it wasn't it wasn't Vegas as you as you know it. Uh, most people were following the guidelines in Clark County. Uh, for indoor masking, uh, certainly in the contest, everybody at least wore them to their table. And if they got up, they put them back on. At the table, you were supposed to wear, but I'd say about 50-50 on that front. Uh, but knock on did wood. Did they still do the closing night dinner? They did, absolutely, absolutely. All, everything else that you would have wanted, the uh, cocktail party, the all the all the gatherings and everybody going out for you know the evening uh, activities, it, it was... It was very, very satisfying, uh, came off very well. And if you missed any coverage, you can listen uh, at our website or on our podcast uh, offerings. Uh, we've got the whole, i got 18 hours of coverage, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Five hours, six hours, and seven hours. Yeah, you always do a great job. I, I have told you multiple times when the concept first, I thought, radio show at a handicapping contest, but it is worth no, the listen. It works. It's, it's it, always a lot of fun. It works. I mean, yeah. it's a play-by-play, -play, and we talk, you know, we'll get people to kind of come through, and we talk industry issues with various parties and uh, Because all the people I've talked to who have been there describe it as, Oh, it's a convention for horse players. Yeah, it really is, and it's really true. Uh, you know, and, and not it, listen the, the the category, the way it's done, which is ten dollar mythical win place. It's not for everybody, and there's certain game theory and execution elements that take some some practice. I mean, you've you've gotten you know very good and very close at winning some nice, uh, whether it's the low roller and and qualifiers. You know, you've gotten into some bigger spots. It doesn't cost a lot of money. You can play in at horseplayers.com and at horse tourneys. You can play for as little as, as $17 yeah. qualifiers that then get you into the weekend big games. So it, it doesn't necessarily you know, break the bank to try to qualify. Other people prefer the bankroll challenge. And in fact, I haven't looked up yet to see, take a look at the Naira website to see who won the oh, yesterday. yesterday's Jockey yeah, Club Gold Cup betting challenge and the difference between the betting challenge and the nhc style is two dollar mythical win place and bankroll challenge being you know more of a how you play uh win bets uh, uh exactus tries doubles um, 
they don't play big multis because that that just kind of can blow things apart. So find your niche. The the contest scene is really you're handicapping the races anyway. It, it doesn't take much to then you know make the leap and get involved in contests. So if, I'm happy to help anybody and provide direction. Pete Fornatel's got his book, The Winning Contest Player. Uh, there there's tons of conversation about it. We do it on the show at least once a week. We have uh, different winners on. You know who I got to meet actually at uh, Vegas this year was uh, Kenny Livengood. Oh. Uh, uh, from Kinderhook. Yeah, and local guy. Local kid, uh, 22 years old, uh, aspiring track announcer. Uh, he made a nice run. He came very close. And, you know, there's usually plenty of people. Capital OTB has got qualifiers for NHC. There's always people from the Capital District involved. And it was great to meet uh, Kenny. Uh, I'm, I'm, You're not finding yeah, it. I'm not finding All right. I found I, the I, page I will, for the contest. I will I try find to it. find it. Um, and uh, A.J. Benton, you said early on, was doing well. Made a well. nice we, run had, and, then, and then kind of, then kind of flattened. Uh, then we had talked to him last year as he went yeah. into the closing, went into Sunday, I think, as the leader last year. Uh, fairly local, but he's a guy who comes to Saratoga every year. And last yeah. year, uh, you know, with the COVID rules, we interviewed him over at uh, the Horseshoe one day. But, uh, yeah, he, he's a fun contest player. But as I say, not necessarily, I think he lives over in Mass. Um, yes. But, but uh, comes to Saratoga every year. It's fun to talk to him. And always good to see the you know familiar names on the list. It was there great. As well. it, yeah. was, it was a lot of fun. Nice. Uh, all right. I want to jump into uh, uh, yesterday's action. Before we do that, I mentioned on the uh, the handicapping show, Jockey's race may be getting a little bit interesting. Luis I is 60, Irad Ortiz 54, with 24 races left to go. So there's a six-race lead there. Trainers uh, battle Chad Brown with 39, Todd Fletcher with 28. So 11 uh, gap there. Uh, that's sewn up pretty much, you would have to say. But uh, the jockey side is a little bit intriguing, maybe. You know what's funny about uh, the the trainer race is the, the quote that Chad had, what, about 10 days ago when uh, somebody asked him about, you know, how it's going to shape up. And at that point, Mike Maker was leading. And, and Chad said the locals, meaning him and, and Todd, uh, are going to flex their muscles uh, this last third of the meet, and he couldn't have been more correct. I mean, Chad, you know, it, it, it is, it's not unusual uh, that given the flow of the condition book, it, it all depends on, on where your, you know, on where your barn is and, you know, the, you, how many two-year-olds you've got, how ready your two-year-olds are, and, you know, how the races unfold. And if you if you know you've got some that are going to need a start, are going to need maybe some distance, you know, they're going to debut perhaps uh, at five and a half early in the meet, but they need six and a half or seven later on. Uh, we've had plenty of those. The weather affected Chad, too. Absolutely. Turf, you get, races you, off you, the turf. What, what number are we at? 30, I think I heard 39 going into today. 39. Races off the turf. Oh, I don't know. I don't have that. I believe it's 39 off the turf. Because of course, back uh, at the uh, at the Matisse compound, uh, down in the back corner by the Big Red Spring, uh, everybody clutching their pool tickets. Uh, they had a pool on how many races oh, off the turf. Oh, oh there, there's there's so many there's so much action back there. It's, it's make your head spin. Uh, I will say, uh, 392 races so far at the meet, with two days and 24 races left to go. 152 uh, favorites. That's 39% favorites so far at the meet. That's kind of a, that's a, a little, I mean, yeah, that, that, that was tracking, <coughs> tracking a little high. Yeah. Uh, but I, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you where there are no favorites or very few. Oh, the uh, New York Reds long on the turf. This needs to have my name on it now. It, 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 it ha it's got a, it, it has a cachet. <laughs> the big it, factor. It, there you uh. go. I, I, although I don't like the factor idea. Oh, How about the, uh, yeah. the, 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 the big adjunct, the big corollary? Uh, the big theorem? Oh. Theorem? Uh, you like theorem? Maybe something there. Yeah, mm, yeah, yeah. Maybe theorem. Yeah. Uh, New York Reds, long on the turf. They wrapped up yesterday, and I'm sorry that we couldn't get that last. Actually, I was informed earlier, I thought yesterday was going to be my last Nepala play of the day. But No. No. <laughs> One more play of the day tomorrow. Uh, I, I get a bonus pick, I guess. Uh, and I'll, I'll, I've looked a little bit at Monday, but not closely. But the New York bread long on the turf. 
24 races this year. Last year there were 20, and there were six favorites last year in the 20 races that won. But that didn't stop it from producing an 8-to-1 average on the winners. This year, 24 races, that's maiden claimers, maiden specials, allowances, and stakes. So any time the New York breads go long on the turf, 8 and 8.5 and furlongs, 24 of them this year, only three favorites, and again, over 8-to-1 average price winner. This is the most productive angle, and, and, and it, it works at Aqueduct in Belmont, but it's here that I first noticed it about five years ago, maybe more, and I kept it to myself for a while. But then I but figured, when the play of the day comes out, you got to... No, no, I, I, last couple of, even before play of the day, the last couple of years, I've been singing the praises of New York Reds long on the turf. I thought, I'm going to take the example of, of, of Andy Byron and, and, and share my lifelong experience and knowledge finding New York Reds long on the turf. And in fact, just be, because... Just to prove that I, I well, like Byron, not, it's the, the buyer figures in the, the racing form. These races, maybe they have to put a B up next to the conditions. It's only three letters. You could put BYK. Oh, well. It's not. It's not a big stretch. Um, some of the some of the some of the biggest prices. Uh, Bruce Levine had uh, that raining candy, uh, twenty-two to one. George Weaver had the maiden claimer, uh, sixteen and change to one. Uh, how about? Uh, uh, well, the, the Anthony Dutro, the Tony Dutro got put up on the DQ. There is one DQ in here that uh, when uh, the Clement got taken down uh, and Dutro got put up at 13 to 1, you, you, could, you could take that out. It wouldn't matter. DePaz, 9 to 1. Hennings, uh, uh, 15 to 2. Uh, Shatino, not once but twice. Same horse, 760 to 1 and 11 to 1. Uh, George Abro, 780 to 1. Donk, 23 to 1. Uh, Charlie Frock came into town. That was one of our, uh, one of our DePaula plays. Uh, eight and a half to 1. Uh, Kelly Breen, 1050 to 1. Uh, it, the thing is just uncanny. And even the middle prices, 9 to 2, 9 to 1, 9 to 1, 3 to 1, 4 to 1. It, it's, it's just uncanny. And the, and the reason is, there's just not that much separating these horses. Yes. The favorites, you, know, you might have the, you know, the top pair, three to one, five to two, seven to two, and then the horses that are five to one to 15 to one, they're literally a length or two off the favorites. So it all comes down to trip, and in some cases, you know, horses moving inside after you know, being wide previously, there's just not much separating the state breads, you know, you also get in this scenario, you get state breads coming back to New York. That the Charlie Fox horse was a good example. You got horses back facing their own kind for the first time in, in certain occasions. So you just keep an eye on this and track it when we get back downstate uh, in a couple of weeks. Yeah, and again, you got some of those in the play of the day. Uh, great work on the play of the day this year, and uh, you get the bonus tomorrow, so people get one more play of the day. All right, you want to jump in and take a look at some of the action from yesterday? Jackie Club Gold Cup. You we, bet. We actually have it coming out of the gate, and I, I wanted to show the entire race because after the uh, after the race in the winner's circle, Steve Asmussen really made a point of saying they had been working on Max Player getting out of the gate, and clearly uh, that worked as he, he is right in the thick of things early. He's going to be the number two horse and will be a player as they come to the first turn. Um, Forza Dioro wound up the favorite. I was a little surprised at that. I think people were looking at the pace advantage potentially yeah. he had and going in that direction. But on experience, he was the one who had to kind of prove himself. So, again, I was a little bit surprised he was the favorite. But uh, Max Player gets it done. I took a little pop with Happy Saber. I thought Happy Saber ran well to be second, the number four horse. Forza Dioro runs third in here. But, again, Max Player getting it done. Steve Asmussen, uh, really good meet with a number of grade one wins. And he said in the winner's circle, it's been a great meet, won some grade ones. Got a couple more still coming up, though, to uh, put in the holster. So we'll see what he does over the next couple of days. But Max Player validating what we saw last time in the Suburban. Well, and that's the key point, in fact. Uh, you bring up that Suburban, and, uh, you know, Max Player had to be taken seriously in this spot, but I think Forza Dioro, given what we uh, presumed was going to be a pace edge, 
and Happy Saver on, on reputation. Although Happy Saver, I, I thought there were some warning signs, um, including the fact that he uh, apparently was having trouble staying with that ill-fated America's Joy, the Philly that went wrong uh, after a workout uh, last week or 10 day, whatever it was, two weeks ago. He, he was struggling with that three-year-old filly in, in, in the mornings. And I thought that was a bit of a flare. Uh, but uh, you, you got to really admire uh, what has transpired in the Asmussen barn. You know, for the longest time, the reputation was for precocity and, you know, sort of those water bug uh, type uh, sprinty horses. And as Steve's reputation and, and as his client base has grown, he, he's gotten more and more classic horses. Curlin was sort of the flashpoint for that. And then uh, Rachel Alexandra. And he has gotten better and better at, at you know, having these kinds of horses and maintaining them. Uh, Steve was also very gracious talking about Linda Rice and, and the job Linda did with the, uh, you know, the foundation uh, for this horse. Uh, you know, George Hall, the owner, a, a notoriously difficult owner, a, a, a demanding guy, and uh, he's got to be thrilled, uh, you know, to have uh, you know, this kind of horse heading into the Breeders' Cup. Uh, and, he's, and he's had nice horses. I mean, the work Kelly Breen did for him for many years, won themselves a, a Belmont. Uh, so this is, uh, you know, this is yet another big, another big gun that was sort of out of sight, out of mind a little bit since the Suburban, uh, but uh, wins the first Jockey Club Gold Cup at Saratoga. Saratoga. And let's address that for a minute because, you know, there, there's been this, there's been this, you know, up, not uproar, but, uh, you know, some yammering about uh, well, how can they run the Jockey Club Gold Cup at Saratoga? Well, they, what they did was they took the Jockey Club Gold Cup and they ran it at Saratoga. Uh, seriously? He, here's what was happening. For years, the Jockey Club Gold Cup was being acknowledged as being a bad prep for the Classic because, and Steve Haskin has, had written about this and talked about this for years. Haskin explained that the, at the time that running 10 furlongs four weeks out before running 10 furlongs was dulling those horses. And, and essentially the Gold Cup exiters were then showing up at Breeders' Cup Classic kind of flat. And he, he said, you got two choices. You could either cut the Jockey Club Gold Cup back to an, a mile and an eighth, so that that way horsemen have the mile and an eighth to mile and a quarter, and, and you, you, you get them sharp in the mile and an eighth, then you drill down and you get them ready for the mile and a quarter. What Naira has done very cleverly here is give horsemen that option in the Woodward. So if you want to go a mile and an eighth to a mile and a quarter, you can now do it in the Woodward. If you want to run the mile and a quarter, you come up here and you've got a, about a seven to eight week interval. If you're going to run the mile and a quarter, now you've got almost two months to basically train up to the Breeders' Cup Classic. And I'm sure that's what, I'm confident that's yeah, what just, they'll do. Just more and more, Saratoga is now becoming a launching pad for the Breeders' Cup. Well, it, and it makes perfect sense. And, and the other thing about this is you're running a mile and a quarter at this racetrack where it's configured to run a mile and a quarter properly with a long stretch and, and the, the two turns, as opposed to the ridiculous dog leg at Belmont for a mile and a quarter, which is, is just never comfortable yeah. and doesn't make any sense. So bringing this race up here, it was very clever. And now you watch, I, I imagine you'll have a pretty good size field for the Woodward Whereas for the last several years, the Jockey Club Gold Cup was getting less and less interest because horsemen recognized they didn't want to run 10 furlongs and then 10 furlongs. Yeah, yeah good, great point there uh, that the mile and an eighth makes sense down at Belmont. And again, with folks more and more looking at Saratoga as the launching pad to the Breeders' Cup, the mile and a quarter makes sense up here. So nice switch up. Switch up also in the Flower Bowl moving up to Saratoga. Uh, yesterday's Flower Bowl, Warlike Goddess. 
goes off as the two to five favorite and comes down the stretch and validates that. Warlike Goddess is going to be the number three horse here coming out of the win earlier in the meet in the Glens Falls. Um, she looked legitimate. She looked like she probably should be a two to five favorite. And then as we they come down the stretch, she runs like a two to five favorite. I mean, this is a monster on the female side running long on the grass for uh, trainer Bill Mott and company. Well, this was this was a, uh, a tour de force effort, and uh, there was a little bit of a school of thought that maybe La Signore could nurse it along on the front end, but she was really keyed up yeah. and way too headstrong, uh, and Ricardo Santana just couldn't do much with her, so she ends up fading to last. But uh, Warlike Goddess, you know, you you're not you're not playing against, you're not throwing out. Uh, big performance for her uh, as a terrific meet and actually a very good day uh, for Bill Mott. I, I, think, I think the hope was, the expectation was, after running 1-2 in the allowance uh, that went before the 10th, which was highly anticipated, kind of thought, well, Bill Mott's going to sweep the table here and you're going to have a Bill Mott pick three with potentially uh, Forza Doro, uh, Warlike Goddess, and either Baby Yoda or Olympiad. It ended up being Baby Yoda. Do we have the Baby Yoda race? I don't think we have the Baby Yoda Did you Yoda talk race. about Baby Yoda? No. Well, we, we, forget everything else that went on yesterday. The child, for those of you that watch The Mandalorian, and I don't think it's Seth. I don't have Disney Plus. But I'm a do, Star do Wars you, fan. Do you have cable? <laughs> Or, or, or are you are you rabbit earring? Uh, are you still with the? With your... no, I do have cable. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're you're on cable. You're you're a cable star. You're America's favorite TV pundit. I I uh, I, <laughs> I, uh, I did watch Ted Lasso though. I will oh, recommend that. But, there you uh, go. Look at you, dropping the dropping the Ted Lasso on us. Um, the Baby Yoda. This was. I'm I'm basically vamping to give to give Brian a time to pull up Baby Yoda. This was unbelievable. Are you following the Baby Yoda story? The $10,000 claimer? Maiden 10. Maiden 10 uh, at Pimlico to start the career. Hi-ho. Yeah, and uh, subsequently moves into the Bill Mott barn. It was bought by Adam Wachtel. Whips off a couple. This is, you got a 114 buyer. Oh, was it really? 114. Olympiad, who's been off since last year, ran a 105 and got beat. It, it's this was the this is the biggest performance of the year anywhere. That was yeah 114. I did not realize baby that. Yoda. Um, fourth career start, third career win, um, and yeah, you would think Stakes Company and then you know, Stakes Company next. Breeders' Cup favorite, yeah. Breeders' Cup sprint favorite. This was un. Believe, Brian, I, I can't tap dance much longer. Bojangles Robinson, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. No, there's no, there's no, no Baby Yoda. He says he doesn't have it. Doesn't have Baby Yoda. Right. This is this is shocking. So you could, you, you may tap dance. Shocked, this long. I'm shocked we'll, and dismayed. Anyway, if you haven't seen the tenth from yesterday, Baby Yoda wins. I, I, I mean, just running away. And what was the what was the number for Max Player? 102. 102, okay. Uh, th this was unbelievable. And and keep an eye on Olympiad. He had been off since last year. That was his three-year-old debut, and he looked terrific. I, I thought around the turn, given the fractions that Ducale and Baby Yoda were running, I thought, okay, here comes I – mean, and I need to oh, – oh, look at you. Who's better than you? Okay, watch. And see, that's Olympiad in the gold cap. This is Baby Yoda in the black taking over. And are, are you kidding me? You see the 44 flat? You see the, the, the 44 flat for the half? This was unbelievable. Yeah. I, I, it, just a, a shocking... Now, and listen, the inside was the place to be all day. That, there's no question about that. But still, this was remarkable. Remarkable. Tenth yesterday at uh, Saratoga, six and a half for one fourteen. Jeez, that's got to be one of the top numbers of the year. Right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it's the best number at Saratoga this year, and I think only uh, who ran? Somebody ran. I'm trying to think. Somebody ran a. 
Didn't somebody run a 115 earlier in the year? Mm, I don't know. Um, but that's it's clearly going to be up in the, the, it, it, uh, it the is, top it two is or three. Just stunning. And I imagine they'll want to take some time with, with him before rushing back. Uh, because that, I mean, that was... Yeah, 114. All right, let's go back and look at uh, the uh, Saranac as well. Grade 3 event, mile and 16th on the grass. It's going to be public sector getting it done here. Public sector, the 6-5 to five favorite. So just kind of logical. Uh, the number one horse adds another win to uh, the Chad Brown total. Also adds a win to Irod Ortiz, who, as I say, has closed the gap a little bit on Luis Saez with 24 races left, only six behind now. But this put another W in the win column for Irod. But a nice win for uh, Klarovich and Chad Brown in the Saranac yesterday. Your thoughts? Any thoughts? Eh, um, it, you know, it seemed like never surprised. Uh, you know, it sort of had that same feel as La Signore. You know, might be able to nurse along on the front end and and ran very well. Um, I mean, public sector figured that way. Uh, I thought Founder uh, was going to, you know, would would get there and be involved a little bit more um, than he was. And it was not the only uh, stake. Success because now uh, for Chad and uh, and Seth Klarman, value proposition went down to Mammoth, Mammoth. and won the Red Bank. Yeah. Uh, and just uh, the final stake on the card yesterday. Oh, this is a progress. great story. Uh, it's going to be the number four Scylla getting it done over number six Super Sensational. Uh, the trainer is listed as Charlie Baker, but that was just kind of a licensing thing. It was actually Brett, Brett Brinkman who uh, trained the horse, and Charlie said in the winner's circle, folks walked up to him to get the interview. He said, no, this guy's the trainer. So you see in the in the past performances had been trained by Brett Brinkman, and Charlie was listed yesterday. But as I say, it was just a licensing thing coming to New York. Uh, but Brett Brinkman gets it done here. Lucilla upsetting uh, Super Sensational, who was the 4-5 to five favorite, as 10-1, to one, the second longest price in the field of five. Scylla gets it done yesterday under Tyler Gaffleon. Nice story. Louisiana bred uh, for Louisiana horseman Brett Brinkman. He's back at Delaware. In fact, I just got a text from him. Uh, and uh, this, is a, uh, this is a big win for them. And it's not just Brett Brinkman either. Bentley Coves is also uh, heavily involved in this horse. And this, this is a nice filly. And oh, it's, it's, you know, it's funny. It's not unusual that these Louisiana breds you know, there, there's any number of them, the star guitars. And, you know, over the, over the years, you've had plenty of them. But you think about the, the Pechonvilles and uh, so forth. Was I star mean, guitar the Bill Mott? Bill Mott had a nice Louisiana bread a, a couple of years ago. The star it? guitar was Al, was okay, Al uh, was uh, no, Stahl for uh, Miss yeah, for Miss Evelyn. Uh, and, um, he had a nice one a couple of, two or three years back. I can't think of uh, uh, a Mott Louisiana uh, bread. Have to think it over a little bit, but um, um, yeah, and, and they talked to uh, Brett in the the winter circle uh, yesterday, and he was kind of saying, you know, why'd you come up and try the the grade two up at Saratoga? He said, you know, I have a, a three year old sprinting filly. There aren't that many no uh, spots for her, and so you know, this was the logical spot. No, no, no doubt. I mean, it, I mean, one of Evangeline two starts back Monmouth last time, so on a little bit of a, a win streak as well. Well, and and you. Uh, you know, we had we had the, uh, the who was it the son or daughter the other day of Dance to Bristol. There's another example, you know, of a, the Maryland, West Virginia, Mid Atlantic type. You know, they extra heat. I mean, you you get you get these. I mean, it's not that unusual. I do again think that that was really one of the other indications that the inside was a little better. You know, the more inside you were. Uh, because it did look like Super Sensational was going right on by, and and that filly carried, uh, you know, on further. Uh, nice job by Tyler Gaffleone. Uh, there there was nothing to the the, the foul claim. Uh, you know, Cal this happens to be a California Chrome. I, I don't know how many graded state California Chrome winners there are. Right? How many? Oh, how many are out there? I don't know either. Yeah, that's a, that's a very good point. Uh, it, it's big. And, of course, there won't be many more in North America because he's been exported. Um, and I'll tell you right away. The disappointment in there was Oksana. And I know she didn't get away good um, from the rail. Uh, but I, she figured to be more prominent. And uh, she was compromised early, and that was that. Uh, to give you the California, that is California Chrome's third 
stake winner of any kind from 87 horses. And of course, his, this is his, uh, his first crop, uh, our three-year-olds. But, um, and I, I'm, not, I'm not even sure that the other two stake winners were, were the, of the graded variety. In fact, in fact, she, she may be his only stake winner. She's got two stake wins. The Louisiana oh, legend and the blue sparkler. Yeah, yeah. She's his only stake winner. Yeah, that's, How about that's that? Yeah, very interesting. Sean Clancy! In the house. So uh, should we take a break? We, uh, is there anything else to talk about well, from yesterday? I was, gonna, I was just going to mention another disappointment on the day that Full Sibling, the songbird, runs off the board Galt. Uh, that came, that was uh, Galt in the seventh race where you had, uh, who won that? Classic Causeway, the Brian. Oh yeah, the, a yeah. terrific effort yeah. by the by the Brian Lynch. Lynch saved all his best runners for the end of the meet. For Falger, for Al Stahl, run second. It kind of, uh, it, it was a little bit unexpected because there were some power players in there, but uh, it was, that was an upset all the way around. We've got our own power player. It's Sean Clancy. He may have sobered up from yesterday's antics. It it, it is a. It, it's well known now. The story has gone across the racetrack. That's why there's no last edition of the Saratoga special because the Clancy's were, were they were running around. They were in everybody's face. They were screaming at people. The MIG, they were chanting the MIG's name. They could be heard on the picking up on the mics everywhere. Sean Clancy of the Saratoga special uh, wraps up the season with us. Uh, with with the perfect kind of benediction, like his final cup of coffee column, where he says goodbye and and everybody everybody wipes away a tear. Sean Clancy joins us next. Loose on the lead, uh, particularly loose this morning. <laughs> you ain't kidding. Stay tuned. <laughs> To Albany County, an incredible destination to live, work, and play. With easy connections to more than a dozen cities from our vibrant modern airport. It's a short trip downtown to a hive of culture and amusement. From world-class shows at the newly renovated Times Union Center to reliving the past at the New York State Museum. From outdoor recreation to shopping to nightlife, Albany County has something for everyone. We'll see you soon. Capital OTV is now streaming live on Roku. The RTN Racing Channel on Roku lets you watch OTB TV live through your Roku device or your Amazon Fire Stick, rather than being limited to computers and mobile devices, which means you can now watch OTB live wherever you are. Simply open Roku, scroll to find the RTN channel, then click on OTB TV. OTB TV on Roku. Try it now. Welcome back to Loose on the Lead. As noted before the break, emphasis on loose this morning uh, as we wrap up the Saratoga season on this final Sunday of the meet. Happy to bring in Sean Clancy from the Saratoga Special. Sean, Joe, Tom Law, great job uh, with the Saratoga Special. 
pick it up, check it out online. You can check out the whole season online. And Sean, good morning. And as we get started, just talk a little bit about the season with the special this year. Ah, well, look, the most important thing we were here, you know, I, mean, I think I, the last column I wrote the player, like, what was your highlight? What was your low light? And highlight, obviously, was just coming back here, just being here. And uh, as I knew, all of us that kind of suffered through a, 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 a just a wretched 2020, it was nice to come back here and then be a part of it and yeah. see your friends and enjoy what we do. And I was walking around yesterday and it really hit me that the, the best part of Saratoga, I mean, what makes Saratoga is that there's a place for everyone. As we were walking yeah. around, you know, you see the owners are, you know, owners, the riches of the rich with a racer. They go up to the top and they're dressed up and they want. And then there's everybody to a $2 pick, better and there's a, a people in a picnic area and everybody's got their spot. That is their spot. Yeah, yeah. And I just think the place, when you, when you look around and realize that to yeah. me is what it's all about. It's just, in the, and everybody's enjoying the same thing, but a completely different vantage point, but in their own own lovely way, their own, um, you know, kind of idiosyncratic way of like going to the race, whether you're sitting with your dad or your kids or, or sitting upstairs or, I, I just think that to me just, it, it, yesterday hit me, I'm like, this place is just amazing. And that. and that brings up, I had Steve Esmussen in yesterday and I talked about Rachel Alexander and you talked about everybody enjoying the place. He made a great point. We talked about Rachel and I said, one of my best all-time racing memories is her in the woodwork. And he made the point and you said it, everybody comes here and is enjoying themselves but it doesn't typically happen in an individual race because everybody has their own horde. Yeah. But with her, everybody yeah. was rooting for right. her that yeah. day. So the yeah. roof blew yeah. off the place. It was oh, just exactly. a great performance. Yeah. Right, exactly. I was sitting with, I, I was in a box with Marty Wolfson, <laughs> and, and, and I, I couldn't, I, 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 I couldn't be demonstrative. Right. Well, I remember the Triple Crown was like that when American Pharaoh won. We hadn't seen one for so long that it was one of the rare moments when there was a horse race that basically everybody, even the losers, even the people that, that ran in the race and got beat, they were, they weren't, and, and especially the way he won, he drew off. It was, a, it was a photo. It'd be yeah. very different. You maybe you bet this horse or you own this horse or you had an involvement with that. But the way he did it, just to enjoy that turn for home was. Like it was to me in horse racing, you don't get that universal um, feeling of, of, of victory or, or just that 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 uh, that moment of um, brilliance that everybody shared, I, and, and that really struck me that day when yeah. you looked around Belmont. It's like everybody enjoyed that the same, and everybody and the, wanted the that. The iconic uh, cover of Sports Illustrated, which captured the moment yeah, exactly. and the time with all the yeah, cell phone exactly. uh, pictures. Yeah, right, exactly. uh, yeah. Before we get into it much, I wanted to, to get your opinion, because to me, uh, race of the meet may be too strong, but the conversation of the meet, certainly, I want to get your thoughts on last week's forego with the Alpine and Frenzy Fire. Yeah. As a former jockey, I'm wondering if this ever happened to you on the jump side. But again, as you've been walking around town and with the newspaper and whatnot, have you gotten the feedback that, as they say, this is kind of the conversation to meet with oh, Frenzy was, Fire trying to take the chop oh, out of the ma- Right. I mean, it was just at a moment you realize uh, that, that, you know, we, we have just somehow... The horse's generosity has allowed us to do anything with them. And you realize at that moment, it's like they are just these wild beasts that, like, we just somehow, they, we haven't tamed them. They've, they've just decided that they'll go along with us uh, when you see that kind of moment. I, I thought Yalpon was, I mean, I, the credit to him to keep running, to yep. not react. I mean, he's like, you got, you got a horse just going after you, and he just puts his head down. He, he did once kind of look at him like, you know, I don't really need that. But, but he just kept running. I'm so yeah. impressive that he kept running. That uh, ever happened to you on the jump side? No, I never had one try that. I mean, And I've, we've seen it before where yeah, a horse yeah. will reach, you know, maybe one quick savage. But I've never seen one go after us for that long. I mean, he was just so determined to try to get to the other horse. No, uh, no, I, I just amazing. No patty ever you know, tried to bite you uh, from the saddle? No, no we were, you no, know, we were just trying to hang on. We had enough problems. We I do want to, because I, have, I haven't <laughs> talked to you on the air since uh, I'd say the winter circle uh, that day, but we had the, the uh, jack fall off the sure winner earlier in the meet, which was unfortunate. Cool. But uh, then later that day, you pulled up a picture on your phone where yeah. you were literally hanging on to the neck of the horse uh, coming yeah, down the was, stretch. Uh, that wasn't one of my finest moments at Saratoga. And it was interesting. And I, I kind of thought about when Jose Ortiz on, on Forense Fire the other day, he's riding. And I think, you know, you got to remember, you're staying in the stands, believe me. It's going. It, it, the, the, the difference between being, being in that moment and watching it, it's night and day. So. Uh, like uh, I don't think Jose even really grasped what was going on. I mean, he's trying to ride. You're so you're so focused on winning a race that you, you, stuff will happen that you don't even realize it. And, and in my instance, I jumped the last fence to Saratoga, five in front, 
and I went to change my cross and I got my knot, my knot got in the way and I was like, man, what am I doing? How I missed my cross, like what am I doing? I went to do it again and I got the knot fumbled up and I was like, like what is like what I miss I'm I can't get my cross at Saratoga like what's wrong with me you know and I went to do it a couple more times and then I realized that the saddle had slipped back so far on the horse that I was I was literally at the knot and that's why I couldn't get my cross and I kind of made I was like you know what I'll just keep riding and I was doing pretty well until the it became the saddle became a bucking strap the, the girth came up and and he and he propped and bucked and that's when I was like woo and I was way out of the tack and uh my foot was on the ground in the photo, so uh, I, lost the, I lost the race, and then all my friends ran me over. Uh, you know, I came back, I was like, guys, I've fallen off, I've fallen off for an eighth of a mile. And nobody I'm noticed. clinging on the horse for an eighth of a mile, and you guys still ran me over? That's how many friends I had. <laughs> the picture was great, though. It's just you hanging but up. Never, and, and there have been a couple instances where yeah. that has worked out for jockeys. Yeah. It, so long as you don't touch the yeah, ground, exactly. you're okay. Yeah, my foot was on the ground, so I lost the race. But And it, it brought me back to the point I made earlier. That I remember like a couple days later, I was at the track. There's Hot Walker Dave sees me. Oh, my God, I can't believe it. I had the double. I had the exact. I can't believe it. And then minutes later, Barry Schwartz, I run into Barry Schwartz, who I've known since I was galloping horse from Mike Hushin. He's, oh, I can't believe it. I had the double. I had the exact. You know, it's so cool to see, you know, the racetrack where everybody was, you know, in the same kind of moment of like that is just pure just defeat, I guess, is what we were all sharing that day. So what else were your highlights of the meet? Uh, last weekend, I thought, last weekend for betters, it was tough to make money. But, man, the racing just lived up to it. We, we certainly had to see, like, three champions last weekend. And yesterday with Max Player, yeah. uh, that was a nice performance as well. I think the racing has been great up here. Uh, no, the racing's been racing's been fantastic. Uh, I thought Steve Asmussen winning the title here, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. I mean, breaking the all-time record to do That's it right. here That's in right. that far-flung stable where he's racing horses all over the country all the time. I was going to keep in track somehow, of the days leading yeah. up to it, and every day he'd have horses at, like, five different oh, yeah, racetracks. Yeah, and how it right. happened here exactly. was just yeah, serendipity yeah. that... Uh, the, the gods were looking yeah. down. Yeah, that to me, I thought that was as cool a moment, just because it, we got it was somehow, yeah, serendipitous moment that it happened here, to for the fans to enjoy that, and then even the aftermath, the weeks following. Like I was interviewing him the day before the Travers. I was late. I didn't get him in the morning, so I'm over there scrambling at the race. He'd run a horse like in the second race. You couldn't get through a conversation without somebody, but that several people coming in. Oh man, I was there. Oh, I remember you from Lone Star. Oh, I remember you were at Birmingham, and you know, and just sharing that moment. And I, I just thought that was uh, that was so special to, to, that it happened here. Um, and then beyond that, look, the racing, the, the essential quality, winning those two was brilliant, brilliant races. The Travers car was unbelievable to see all those horses run like that. Latruska was brilliant. Uh, some of that gets lost a little on that day. You yeah. kind of forget. You're like, oh, yeah, Latruska and, you know, the Gufa won the sort of dancer. And, you know, some of those races, you, you almost get lost a little. But, uh, look, it's been it's been Saratoga at its absolute best. Um you know, again, I think not being here last year, you built that, you know, you kind of really, you know, you built that uh, respect. I mean, I've said, I said, I, I, I don't think I ever, I've never taken this place for granted, but I certainly, I think there's times when maybe you, you might skip a day or skip some race or whatever. And I, I just think the build up from last year made I've heard that, that from a lot important. of people. Yeah. It made us realize how important this place yeah. is to yeah. us. Yeah. yeah. I'll throw in for this, and it's one of the things that, is, is I won't say unique, uh, but because we've got a concentrated period of time and the focus is, uh, is so often on, you know, the biggest outfits, the biggest owners, the biggest breeders and, and the Hall of Fame and, and the sales, I'm going to read you a list Good, yeah. of uh, trainers. Norm Cassie, Rob Atras, Liz Merriman, Jack Sisterson, Neil Pesson, Joe Sharp, Robertino Diodoro, Cherie DeVoe, George Abro, Brittany Russell, Michelle G. and Julio, Carlos Martin, Bruce Brown, Bob Dunham, uh, Fausto Gutierrez has mentioned, Brett Brinkman yesterday, Bobby Roboto. Those are all medium, small outfits that came here and won, and won stakes. Uh, and then not so medium outfits, Charlie Appleby and Joseph O'Brien won races up here. Uh, and then, of course, there's the Kerry Breon piece. So to me, you know, we, we know that, that, that Chad and, and Todd and Steve Asmussen uh, are, are going to win, you know, a, a, the lion's share of, of big races, maidens and, and stakes. But the best, a lot of the best moments are 
those wins. No, for sure. I mean, I, that's I, and again, it's it's credit to the horsemanship that's out there. It gets lost. I always say those guys. I, you know, a guy like well, Lizzie Merriman. Uh, she had she's had one horse maybe in her her entire career that could that could win a Grade Three at Saratoga, and she came up here and did it. And it's like that to me is just such an awesome performance. Bobby Rabada. Bobby Rabada's got he basically has one horse in his care that can win a stake at Saratoga, and he did it. Uh, and well, I mean, I think it's a message to to owners out there, spread it out. I mean, Bob Dunham. I mean, that like you talk about old school. I mean, that guy's like. I mean, he's just a brilliant old hot horseman. walked round table. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Hot walked round table. <laughs> yeah. Do you understand what this what that means? Yeah, no, exactly. I, it, it, he's been around yeah. since round table, nineteen fifty seven. And claims the horse and brings it up here and, and wins a race like that. Great. And yeah, Just again, great. I think that I think everybody should take note of that. And um, you know, we're, we're, this sport's gotten so top heavy with the big stables with the best horses. And I understand it's a capitalistic society, and I all credit to them. But you've got to spread it out. You got to you got to have you know all these guys. They need opportunities, and um, they proved it this year. That list is that's an unbelievable list that, that won stakes at Saratoga, uh, not just not just you know. Regular, not just races on the undercard. They won stakes at Saratoga. Great at stakes. G and Julio yeah. and Brian were two really yeah, good it's stories. That's great. Oh, great. Uh, you know, kind of kicking uh, off their Saratoga yeah. careers. Under the radar uh, on the jump side. I mean, just to show you how tough it is up here, Jack Fisher was winless. Yeah. Yeah. Which but, is. Don't tell me, he trains most of my horses. But, but a bump. <laughs> uh, and, and, you know, Kerry Breon got the headlines. Leslie Young yeah, has strong. had a spectacular summer. Yeah. Yeah, she had a great meet. Uh, same thing, we're spreading it out. It's great. Other people win them, which is important. And um, look, there's a lot of that. I mean, we do it every day, and we try. You try to cover. You know, it's hard anymore. The special, you know, you try to write a preview, and you open open up a there's eight horse field, and and you can't get past. You know, there's there's two of Chad's, one of T- Pletcher's, one of Mott's, a couple of Asmussen. And it's hard to write. You know, you really want to write different stories. You want to you want to get people out there. And so, some days it's hard. So certainly when they win, it's brilliant. I mean, look, we we've Quint Kessnick brought early on in the special, like probably 2001 or two. He was walking out the door, and we said, "We know, you know, we know. You, do you know what you're doing as far as covering the races?" And he said, "Root for obscurity!" And he pumped his fists and and yeah. shut the door, and out he went. I'm like, "Exactly, root for obscurity because well, you want the best, that's yeah, the Joe Hirsch line. He wants root want, for the best story. Yeah, you want you want different stories. You want to tell those stories. Well, I'll toss one out. Uh, I had him on yesterday, and I'll toss it out. I wasn't a Saratoga Stakes win, but Phil Serpy gone up to Canada. I wanted to think tremendous, good oh, summertime brilliant. story. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. I mean, he wins a million dollar race. I mean, the same thing. He's he's low on horses. He's Got one horse in his barn that could probably, that could not probably, could win a race like that, and he went and did it. And it's just, you know, to me, that's we actually went. I went over to do a stable tour with him before the Queen's Plate, and he's like, no, 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 that's I'm not doing it before. I might, I'll do it after, but I'm not doing it before. I said, win or lose, yeah, we'll still do it. And so then when he won, it was brilliant. We went over there and. Uh, uh, no, look, you're saying exactly. I mean, that it's just that 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 those kind of guys they need, you know, they they show that they can do it. Yeah. And I and and, and it's important to try to support those kind of trainers. Yeah, no question about it. And again, that was some of the fun stories of the year. Yeah. Uh, a lot of fun stories in the special. And again, how did the season go? Uh, putting out the special and and we did the, the nice little feature on you guys uh, at the beginning of the year. But how was the the, the actual publishing and whatnot. It was great. I mean, it was easy, a little easier. We did twice a week this year for the first time. We did Wednesday, Saturday. That oh, was certainly sales made week, it. You're getting older and lazy. Sales week, We did six in a row during sales week, so be careful with that. <laughs> <laughs> old and lazy. I don't need either one of those words today because uh, I always feel a year older at the end of Saratoga, and I certainly don't feel lazy. Uh, other times, I, perhaps I could feel that. But Hungover? Uh, Ah, oh, come on! My, I told you before. My mom's watching this. They don't need to. You know, we need to focus on yesterday. We're, you know, it's racetrack. It's you know, we're today's. You know, yesterday's old news. Today's, you know, today's the day. Now, look, the paper's great, and uh, it's been fun this year to go. I think we've had a, we've had a little more time to actually go out in, in the town and go different places, and, and just not be on such a such a um, schedule to bang out papers every night and. Uh, it's been fun to see meet people. Like I was at the Paddock Bar last week, and uh, just the random people just stopped me and said, "Hey, thanks for doing the paper." You know, just the guy from Boston that does the Red Sox broadcasting. You know, he just stops me and says, "Oh, I've been reading your stuff. It's great. Whatever over all these years." And it's fun. It's fun to be. Uh, it's fun to be a part of. We always say, "Look, we we wanted to." For me, certainly, I wanted to be a, somehow play some role in this place. I wasn't sure what I could do after riding races. 
and uh, I think Joey, my brother, my brother Joe, and Tom Law. We, uh, I think all three of us feel the same way. You want to play some role, and that you guys do it. It's it, you know, you, you want to be involved. I, I don't want to come up here and just. I'm not. I'm not gonna sit around and just you know bet horses and you know it's fun for a day or two. But I'm, I'm not gonna come up here and do that all meet. I couldn't afford to do it. So, um, so for us to be a part of Saratoga to play this role. To bring it to life for people, it's, uh, I always say it's an honor, and um, this year uh, was even more of a, um, a special time to do it because, because of last year when we, were, we, were, we did digital editions from home, Tom was here, um, but you know, obviously it wasn't the same. So to come back and do it again this year was, uh, was just special to be here. The, the most important question, the burning question is, 24 races left today and tomorrow. Shapazian or Law, who wins the handicapping battle? You you could see Law. Law was just. I mean, he was he was flop sweat uh, about is five six days ago. No, uh, he opened up a nice lead. I don't know what that you, is. You, was it you that was talking to Albert Brooks in, in broadcast oh, yes, news yes, with yes, me? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, wow. You could you could see Man. Law. I had him about. I had him on together about two weeks ago, and I. I you could see Shapazian making the yeah, move, right, yeah. and, and you know, that that law was a deer in the headlights. I don't, I don't know. No, I think, I think, no, I think it's, I think it's over. I think that over. Oh, I think Man, it's twenty-four races. No, he's leaving. He's leaving parts on the ground now. It's, now you got to remember, Tom Law could have when he was ten in front. All he had to do, because he, he actually gets Shapazian's picks and puts them in the paper and formats oh, just, the whole thing. No. All he had to do was pick every horse Shapazian had, and he wins by 10. I mean, that, like, that's the kind of guy at, he is. At, at now, which point, that. At which point we, would have, we would have deposed him from his well, national perhaps. turf writers and broadcasters job. Doesn't say handicapping. It's not national turf writers and broadcasters and handicappers. It's not in there. That's a fair point. Not in there. Yeah, you know. That's a fair point. Look, we got to, as I said, we're rooting for obscurity. We're rooting for Tom Law. I mean, Shapazian's won it before. We got to root for him. We got to try to get him home. Shapazian just Shep- jumped off the guy and now beating him up, calling him <laughs> flop sweat, flop sweat, and a deer in the headlights. Thanks, pal. And he's like, he's if he loses to Shapazian, he's the second best handicapper here, right? Unless one of you guys got more. I, mean, I don't know. No, Seth, no, they no, have no, more. No, Seth, no, Seth, no, I'm chasing. Last Seth year I was right there. Right. Tom got one up. So let's say. He finishes second. In your book, there, there's Shapazian, and then there's Flop Sweat, uh, Deer in the Headlights, and then there's the rest of you guys. So I don't know what I don't know what I don't yeah, know what we're that, calling yeah, you exactly. guys. What does that make? Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm just I, I don't participate. I don't participate in it because I don't because I refuse to to, to 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 pick every single race. It's just not practical for me because I've got whoa 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 whoa. <laughs> I go on the it's air nine to noon. We're, Sar- we're in Saratoga. Picking, I, we're Saratoga no, betting no. on horses, and you're telling me it's not practical. I, I mean, what do, is practical about being in Saratoga? Well, you're races pretty, one through four. It's pretty practical. Thank you. Settling now. Yeah. One through four. Oh, I only do the, the first. Problem. No, I do races oh. five through ten oh. or more because when I get off the air at noon, I don't have time. I don't have time to. I, I can't. I can't make the changes. I understand. Let me let me explain. Let me give you a life. Of, let me give you a day in the life of Tom Law. So on Friday night of the Travers, we stay up all night writing the paper. We leave the, we leave at two o'clock in the morning. We leave the office, and then Tom and I, we get back to the office at five thirty, and we're faced with four thousand newspapers, and we put them on golf carts, and we drive them around, and we distribute them. So, you know, like practical. I mean, he like this isn't really a practical, you know. I gotta ask a question. I gotta ask a question. It's a funny question. I'm not in there either. <laughs> Lane Zen, Keeneland. Our friends at Country Life, yeah, Josh Ponce. Yeah. Our mayor just came back. You give these out I mean, free, huh? All these, all these placements, all these ads. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I got money. What do I want? I'm just doing it for fun. It's just customer service. <laughs> I just got a text from Tom Law. We should, we should make it clear. He needs it. Not close to over. Don't count out the law. Yeah. In yeah. fact, yeah, isn't there yeah. a horse? Isn't there a horse today? Something, something the law? The law? Oh. The lady is the law. Oh, you're right. Linda yeah, Rice. Yeah, yeah, you're Linda right. Rice. Right. The lady right. is the law. It says nothing right. about Tom is the law. Don't give up on it. We should no, make I, it clear, though, that, that we're talking about the, the handicappers in the Saratoga Special, which every day, even if it's not published every day, you they can catch the, the selections every oh, day. Oh, that's right. They, they pick every race. Um, they pick every race every day. And Tom. And not Tom, like, not Tom like and lazy and lay about me. Impractical. 
Uh, all right, we're, we're, they have an early post time today, so we better. Really? Yeah, we got the hook. I, I, I tell you, is the music coming on? We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll let you <laughs> the know. Is, then, the the then, hook is going to come we'll, out. We'll uh, we'll wrap it up. But Sean, appreciate the visit, uh, and again, good. another another great nice. job with the special Outstanding. this year. Nice, yeah. guys. So uh, special. What's up for the fall, by the way? What? Uh, uh, we'll regroup. I got to reintroduce myself to my wife and um, son, <laughs> and uh, go they to make, Keeneland. They make it up we'll go to Keeneland. Right? They didn't come up this year. Oh, so yeah. I haven't seen them. Uh, so we'll, we'll go to Keeneland sales, uh, look at some yearlings, try to buy some yearlings down there, and then obviously jump meets on the weekends and a few. Uh, Far Hills, baby. Far Hills. Yeah, you coming there? Of course, I'm coming to Far Hills. Hills. Good. It's only Iroquois that I. Ah, I right. That's that right. I strike That's because impractical. <laughs> right. Gotcha. <laughs> Thanks, All right, we will uh, we'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll wrap it up for the season. And loose on the lead. Stay tuned. Uh. Are we out? Where's the best place to find your favorite teams, your favorite food, daily drink specials, and wagering on live horse racing? Legends Field Sports Bar, 711 Central Avenue, Albany. Get your game on day or night with 75 flat screen TVs, tournament style pool tables, a private banquet room, and live horse racing. So if someone asks you where's the best sports bar in the capital region, tell them Legends Field Sports Bar, inside the Clubhouse Racebook, 711 Central Avenue, Albany. Welcome to Albany County, an incredible destination to live, work, and play with easy connections to more than a dozen cities from our vibrant modern airport. It's a short trip downtown to a hive of culture and amusement from world-class shows at the newly renovated Times Union Center to reliving the past at the New York State Museum. From outdoor recreation to shopping to nightlife, Albany County has something for everyone. We'll see you soon. Capital OTV is now streaming live on Roku. The RTN Racing Channel on Roku lets you watch OTB TV live through your Roku device or your Amazon Fire Stick, rather than being limited to computers and mobile devices, which means you can now watch OTB live wherever you are. Simply open Roku, scroll to find the RTN channel, then click on OTB TV. OTB TV on Roku. Try it now. Welcome back to Loose on the Lead. Just going to come back in uh, with the early post time today. We'll send it to uh, Talking Horses momentarily, but had to come back and say goodbye. Uh, always fun. fun su- another fun summer. You were out of town a couple of times, but uh, understandably, Pack Classic and uh, the Handicapping Championship. But we had you in by Zoom. You've done a great job play of the day. Congratulations there. Bonus play coming up tomorrow morning. Bonus play tomorrow. But no, you, I was also, you were unbelievable. I missed, ha- I missed for Haskell. I missed, oh, that's right. I missed yeah. for Colonial. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. I, 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 I was here less than I, than I, I was gone four times yeah. and only here three times. But it's so much entertainment. It seemed like you were here the whole time. That, isn't, that the, isn't that just the truth? It's so true. But I, I, I'm, I'll never be America's favorite TV pundit. Well, you, it's you, all him. You stand the chance of being America's favorite. I don't think so pundit. because I tell you, I, 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 I'm not, I'm not out there busking. I, I, I didn't, uh, I, I did, I won it. I won that thing two yeah, years yeah, ago. Yeah. If, if they were smart at America's Best Racing, they would retire. Anybody who wins should then oh. be taken out of consideration subsequently, so that, so that other people yeah, can yeah, be yeah, recognized. It's, it, it's the whole thing to me. Frankly, all it does is create rancor and and. And negativity uh, on, on hey hey online. hey I'm I'm number seven other other than for you because you you are universally beloved much like Willard Scott uh, and, and Captain Kangaroo who I who I also uh, yeah, tied to you uh, earlier this season card. No, just, yeah. just like Willard Scott and Captain Kangaroo I'll hand that up exactly <laughs> universally beloved it's it, it, listen for putting up with me you're you're universally beloved. Well, we'll wrap it up for the year, but yeah, it's been a lot of fun. People, of course, can catch you uh, weekday mornings, uh, Sirius and XM. Uh, that will Monday continue. through Friday, Monday nine to noon, Friday. replayed six to nine the next and, morning. Uh, so that's certainly a way to keep up with you. And uh, we will be doing by phone at some point or Zoom, pulling you into the morning shows as well uh, as the season goes along as you travel around. Because we always like boots on the ground. Boots on the ground. <laughs> All right. Parakeet in the cage. We will uh, wrap it up. Say hello to Tina. 
Great job. Hello, Tina. She's with the baby in Rochester. Oh, okay. All right. Very she, good. Yeah, she, she called me during the show. And I sent her, I sent her an emoji of a, of a television. I, I... <laughs> uh, very good. Uh, but as I say, it's been a fun season. Yeah, as always, appreciate it. Thanks and, to everybody uh, who say so many nice things. And for those of you that don't. Uh, and uh, thanks for everybody that came up this summer. It's been really spectacular. Uh, two, more, two more days of it. Uh, they got beautiful sweatshirts for you today if you're still thinking about coming That's up. That's right. I, I didn't mention the T-shirt hoodie. Uh, free while supplies last today. Yeah. Low rollers contest. Keep that in mind. A lot of fun. Your last shot. I will be jumping in. Seth Merrow, uh, free while the supply lasts. <laughs> <laughs> and it is fun to, to go over on the front side because it is the people who are our audience are over there. And so I get a lot of feedback. And I would say about 50% of the time you get thrown in the mix. People say, hey, I like the morning show. I like the morning. But then it's like, hey, like Bick. I like Bick. I like Bick. So uh, about 50% of the time the feedback I get 50%. Is, is focused on you. I can't give you all of it. Mr. 50%. I can't give you all of it. <laughs> all right. We will wrap it up for Loose on the Lead, not only for this Sunday morning, but for the 2021 season. What a season. season. We appreciate your tuning in. We're, of course, back here on the network tomorrow morning to completely wrap it up. 9 a.m. for the Handicapper Support. 10 a.m. for the last race in Cross America. But, Steve? It's been fun. Seth Merrow, always a pleasure. We will wrap it up. Great racing this afternoon. Good luck. We'll see you tomorrow morning to wrap it up for the season on OTV TV. Good luck this afternoon. The operative word being wrap it up. (laughs) (laughs) You're watching OTV TV, a service of Capital Off-Track Betting.